The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Financial Food for Thought. My name is Mark Donnelly, and I've got Carrie Waddell. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, Mark. This is one of your favorite summertime songs. I was going to say, I've never heard this I play song. it every summer, Carrie. You don't know, you, you still don't remember this song? No. This is the great Janis Joplin. Oh, yeah. I can't stand her voice. That's probably <laughs> oh, why. Carrie, oh, Carrie. You broke my heart. Oh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> she's doing this live, and she sounds like this. Oh, she's looking now that some parts are bad, but just when she does that scream, I'm like, Ugh. you don't like the raspy jazz. No, I like jazz, but I don't like that. She yells too much. She screams, yeah, yeah. That's remember, awful. Remember Chuck Berry told the the Beatles the problem? The Beatles is, boys, you're not screaming enough. That wasn't Chuck. <laughs> Maybe it was the other guy. One of them. One of those guys. But she could scream. Mm. Well, welcome to the somber <laughs> summer carry of 22. It's almost over. No, we still got a ways uh, to go. Past July 4th, Carrie. Yeah, we still got all the ju- rest of July and August. So Labor Day is a, not, is a little ways away. All right. So this is Financial Food for Thought, brought to you by the estate planning team. You know, last week for the 4th of July, I was kind of saying, do you think America is excited this year or about the 4th of July? Mm-hmm. Or are they just depressed with everything that's going on? And the div- the division of this right. country, right? The I don't know. Around your neighborhood, I'm in a township. I had people celebrating like several days on fireworks. A lot of people celebrating and farting. Right. Well, so I don't know if you saw the story. Orlando, Florida, they got in a little bit of trouble. Mm-mm. All right. So the city of Orlando, they were putting out a. a publication about the 4th of July celebrations, right? And what the city was going to do. And their statement questioned whether the 4th of July celebrations were even appropriate in the wake of division, hate, and unrest across the country has prompted cheers back, you know, and, and, and they, so they put that in the statement. Right. And I guess people just went crazy. Now, so they had to, they had to do an official apology Oh, brother. We're, I'm tired uh, of everybody apologizing. And Because what the statement said, something like, a lot of people probably don't want to celebrate our nation right now, and we can't blame them. When oh. there is so much division, hate, and unrest, why on earth would you want to have a party celebrating any of it? That's because what they put in their public ama- statement. But we're still an amazing country that we have issues, and you don't think there's an agenda from politicians of it's, divisiveness? It's somewhat Maybe we divided. Should- Maybe we should come together and party more. So their, I'm all for that. So their rebuttal, rebuttal was the city of Orlando sincerely regrets the negative impact our words have had on some in our community. We understand these words offended some of our residents, which was not our intent. We value the freedoms that we have in this country and are thankful to the men and women who have fought and continue to fight for those. We take yes. pride in celebrating the 4th of July to express our gratitude to those men and women and honor the country we live in. Yes, that was beautiful. But you know what? Everybody's offended by everything. So what? It's words. Right. Give me a break. So, so, but, so, but, the, but let, I'm going to read you. I'll give you two responses on who were upset and two responses who agreed. 
Okay. All right, so here are the ones. Okay. Very sad that this level of disrespect for our country has infected the city in this way, one Facebook user replied. So very, very sad and embarrassing for our city. Another wrote, it is because of our independence that we are able to disagree, voice our opinions, Mm -hmm. and encourage our government to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. Like that statement? Not only those whom we agree. This is so very much to celebrate. But not everyone thought that they were out of line. Okay. Okay. Here's another writer. You said what a lot of us are thinking and expressing to those around us. A Facebook user commented, not only should you not apologize, you should be applauded for raising what so many of us are feeling. Here's another one. I thought the message was 100% on point. It was. I was pleased to see that the government had, was acknowledging the division and unrest that I feel daily. There's no flag out on my house this Ooh, year. Well, maybe you should move. Wow. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry. You little... don't think it's the government that's creating divisiveness? I think so. And the you politicians? You don't think President Biden's going to unite this country? Oh, no. I think they want it div- divided. All right, get us going. Okay. All right, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM. We're here between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your financial life, whether you're someone who's working or already in your retirement years, and hopefully make you aware of issues and choices and opportunities and talk about things you can control in a world where many things are uncontrollable. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team, which is an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm and what we're known for is traditional financial planning and modeling and financial coaching and number crunching so that people are clear on what they need to do to accomplish their long-term financial goals, how to use opportunities, how to create the income they need in the future tax efficiently, um, what they can realistically spend, especially now based on inflation market volatility and other concerns that you may have and also how much risk really people should be taking on are you taking on more risk than necessary to accomplish your goals and then we coordinate with existing investment advisors if you have one already or if you do the investments on their own and and look at that and make sure that your plan if you're very conservative and you can do all the spending you could possibly think or retire when you want then we come back and say why take on more risk than necessary And we provide people also with objective, unbiased analysis with issues you face, whether it's pension elections, Social Security timing, IRA distribution or company plan distribution planning, Roth conversions, and so much more. And you can call our office. We offer free, no obligation, no pressure consultation, either by phone or in person. And we'll actually prepare preliminary analysis so we can determine if we can help you and what options are appropriate based on your needs and what help you're looking for. And we can give you peace of mind, not only in some cases, save you money by making a better choice and give you more net benefit. So if you want to take advantage of a free consultation or you want to check out early our September IRA tax qualified asset and Roth planning class that's free to attend there in September in Middleburg Heights. Um, we do ask that you pre-register and they are on the website. Both classes are on events. And if you scroll down to classes, um, both dates are on the same page, but you can register for each individual one. So give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. Right. So now with the summer over, Carrie, it's not too early to start thinking about year-end planning. Mm -hmm. And we do this. So we'll start talking about that soon, right? And Mm -hmm. those September classes will also certainly be talking about that topic at those classes. We haven't done classes in a while, right? No, we did them last September. Right. So, you know, so, you know, again, we, we're, we're trying to get a feel for are people interested? Are, you know, are, are the Rona concerns, you know, easing a bit that you mm-hmm. feel comfortable to come out to a public class? And so please, you know, if you are interested, sign up. We, we want to get a reading to say, OK, you know, do you you know, is there an interest out there? Um, and we have, actually uh, I already have a few people signed up oh, already. Okay. So um, just from other yeah. emails and different things when people have asked and we're going to cut it off the size too again right. just we don't you know we're not going to get overcrowded by but any, if you want to answer your individual or see the impact of 
if you have these assets and haven't seen the impact of minimum required, or you're going to talk about this issue today or how much you might be leaving to your kids, which is the most costly asset, IRAs and company plans, come in for a free consultation. We'll use your numbers and actually show you. Right. And, and you're right, Carrie. So one of the things I, that, that I'm going to touch on today is what I call the RMD, well, really the IRA RMD IRMA trap. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a lot of initials there, mm-hmm. right? So again, if IRAs, we use that broadly, any tax mm-hmm. qualified plan could be 401ks, 403bs, 457s, simple, SEPs, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the list. Just the idea that eventually you will have a required minimum distribution and under the SECURE Act, one, of course, that has now been raised to age 72. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, we talk about if you have a large proportion or a very large amount in these tax-qualified plans, those future required minimum distributions can trap you tax-wise. And that's and one of those traps that we deal with a lot with our clients is the IRMA, the income-related monthly adjustment amount. That's mm-hmm. when your Medicare premiums start going up because you have too much income, right? too much modified adjusted gross income. So I'll talk a little bit about that. It's also another example of why I say your Monte Carlo analysis is not telling you everything. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, I have a, when we new clients come into us, and a lot of times they come in with one of those Monte Carlo or something they did on the internet, or maybe one of their investment advisors ran a, mm-hmm. a, a money guide, money pro, or you know, one of the programs, and it kicked out a thirty-page report. But it really, they didn't, it really didn't give them any. Work. I mean, it didn't leave them in a decision-making mode. It might have and showed it, them you're going to be okay. You're not you going to run out yeah, of money. Or you have an 85% chance of being okay, right. whatever that means. And maybe for you that's peace of mind, but it's not going to tell you what traps you might be ahead of our, that you're not aware of or opportunities you're missing. Right. So before I get to that, though, we did have our president in town this week, Carrie, right, mm-hmm. at uh, the Max Hayes High School. And... So what did he have to say? So again, he's in the White House administration. You mean the, video, the teleprompter has well, to well, say? <laughs> well, they're really saying the economy is strong, right? And and everything is fine. All right. But I don't think people feel like it's fine, and they're not. Their out of pocket costs are more, so that's not fine for people. Right. And, and so, who do you believe? The Federal Reserve keeps saying that. You know, you know, things are, you know, they're still confident that they can get inflation under control, meaning back to their target 2% in a relatively short period of time, maybe not as quick as they were thinking originally, but still, I think they're saying they want to get to 2% by 2024 or 2025. Again, I don't know how many people believe them that they'll get there, right? Um, but they're also saying they can, you know, it's not a... Uh, it's not a, con- a guaranteed conclusion that we're going to wind up in a recession. They still think they can navigate, if not a very soft landing, a somewhat less bumpy landing, <laughs> or you know, semi-soft landing. I right. think he, the term he used that would keep us out. Now, a lot of people, there's a lot of Cassandras out there, Carrie. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by Cassandra? No, I don't. No, okay. Well, you I know remember what- you said this before, but I can't remember okay, right now. So, you, you, well. We know what a Karen is, right? Right. Okay. A Cassandra is someone who is prophesizing a bad situation. Okay. okay. So it's based on the Greek mythology, right? Okay. The uh, so Cassandra. So you know how the the gods, right? You know, always had an eye out for the beautiful mortals, right? Right. So Cassandra was a beautiful princess. Okay. On Earth and. It was Zeus's son, Apollo, right? Apollo right. was Zeus's son, right? So mm-hmm. Apollo fell in love with Cassandra. Mm-hmm. So in order to win her over, he, uh, you know, he gave her the power, or the gift of prophecy. Okay. All right. Um, and she accepted it. So he thought he was in like Flint, right? Right. Well, apparently she did. She rebuted his. You know, sexual advances. Right. So Apollo wasn't too happy with that. Mm. Okay. So he added a little bit of a curse to the gift that he gave her. Okay. So, and out of an act of vengeance. So instead, he he left her with the prophecy, but he cursed her by saying that no one would ever believe her. Oh. Okay. So from from the rest of her life, she would make these prophecies. Okay. No one would believe her, and they all came true. 
Mm. Okay, so that's the backdrop, and and so we had the uh, so uh, Michael Burry, right, of of the Big Short fame. You don't remember? Okay. The, he's the one who made all the the billions on right. betting against uh, short. You know, the short selling of uh, when he foresaw what was going to happen with the Housing real estate market, yeah, right. breakdown. Right. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Pick up, you know, if, if, you know, the book "The Big Short" by Michael Lewis. Okay, I think it came out in 2010 um, on your summer reading list. If, skip the movie right. if you're interested in the subject. Read the book; it's a it's a fantastic book. But anyway, so he is saying, you know, warns about the mother, and he uses Cassandra as his Twitter handle. By the okay, way, okay, that's funny. Um, so uh, you know, he's warning of the mother of all crashes that is coming. Um, you know, he talks about. The cryptocurrencies that are going to, you know, crash. The meme stocks. Remember, everyone was buying, you know, the, the and and you know, everyone with all the short, all the 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 activity on on mm-hmm. the daily activity on that. You know, he, he tweeted when crypto falls from trillions or meme stocks fall from tens of billions, Main Street loses. Main Street losses will approach the size of countries. Okay. He also warned against the people's fear of missing out, you know, on profits that have propelled these assets to unsustainable levels. Um, he talks about the bullwhip effect, um, you know, where he's suggesting that the retail sector may lead the Federal Reserve to reverse rate increases in its quantitative data. So he just, he's just kind of saying, Jeff Bezos, you've heard of him, Kerry, right? Oh, yeah. Um, he was, you know, he sent a, a warning to Joe Biden. Um, you know, he just disagrees with Biden's, what Biden's trying to, you know, say the, the solution is. Right. Um, Which, what is his solution? Well, I just he, keep hearing him say, I have a solution. Build back better together, Kerry. Well, that hasn't worked. Um, he wants to raise corporate taxes. All right. But he can't do he that. He thinks by raising corporate taxes will bring down inflation. Okay. And he keep, always says, you know, the wealthiest corporations should be paying their fair share. Yeah. But if you raise um, corporate taxes, it's either going to be passed to the consumer or her jobs. That's Bezos' point. You right. know, and, and, and so Bezos in his tweet said uh, the newly created disinformation board should review his, you know, review Biden's remarks. Um, you want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share, Biden posted on Twitter. Um, Bezos responded, raising corporate taxes is fine to discuss. Taming inflation is critical to discuss. Mushing them together is just misdirection. So, um, and, and again, a lot of people think we're already in a recession. Um, you know, the Atlanta Fed, Atlanta, the Atlanta Fed, they have a predict, an early predictor of GDP. Mm-hmm. And their early predictors for the second quarter is showing a negative two point one percent right now, Oof. and the first quarter was a negative one point six percent. Okay, so, so the two... that's the technical. Um, but but a lot of the experts think that well maybe we'll, we'll reach a technical recession, but not in, an actual. But the pain recession is until next year. Oh, all right. And by the way, I believe that as soon as. Somebody looking in the rearview mirror says the U.S. is in a recession. I think stocks will fall further. Um, and some of the experts think, you know, where is the bottom? That's what everyone wants to know. Right. You know, and um, I think uh, so. If we have market declines and higher inflation, that's going to hurt even more. Right. The stagflation or a, a deep U.S. recession. So I think Michael Burry says he thinks the stocks would go down another fifty percent from where they're, they're current level. Um. All right. So, you know that I don't know is we we well what are the data? So we have the triple play data, um, you know triple play payroll data carry this week, right? Mm-hmm. That's from the beginning of the month. Well, actually, we can't call it three times anymore because the ADP report, which was one of the three, right. has been suspended. Did you hear this? No. You know how I always talk about the ADP, right. the, the jobless claims, and the jobs report? Right. Those are the three. Right. Well, uh, and uh, I mean, you know, I always have an acronym here, or not an acronym, uh, 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 euphemism, but the uh, state planning team is that all models are wrong, but some are useful. Right. Well, I guess I have to change that now, Carrie, to, you know, all models are wrong, and apparently some are not useful at all. Okay. <laughs> because the ADP decided they're going to suspend their reporting because Why? their modeling isn't working because they've been so far off with this this whole Rona recovery and everything. They're just saying our model doesn't work. 
So we got to go back so to the drawing long board. and not useful. Jeez. So we don't have the ADP report right All now. Right. Um, we do have the JOLTS report, right? Okay. The job openings. Okay. Um, and that was that was good. That you know they're they're saying there's 11.25 million you know jobs waiting to be filled. Okay, beating consensus, which is uh, just slightly under that 11.04. Um, the previous month was revised upwards. From 11.4 to 11.68. Um, so there's right now they're still saying, well, slightly under two, 1.9 openings for every worker. Okay. And still historical highs. Um, also, the ISM services index for June registered a 55.3 reading. This is the percentage of firms. That'd be, that would be, that's a percentage, of, it's a percentage of firms carry who are seeing expansion, right? Which is a good, okay. healthy sign for the economy, right? So it came in at 53, 55.3% of the firm saying, yeah, we see expansion in our future. Um, now, the estimate was at 54, so it slightly beat that. Um, so that, that was good. Um, and then, you know, we had the, you know, Thursday we had the weekly jobless claims. Jobless claims. It came in at 235, a bit worse uh, then the previous week of 231, remember, they're still, they can't get below that 200 though, right? Remember mm-hmm. that 200 is, if it's below 200, people really feel strong about the economy. Still can't get back below that 200. But then what everyone was waiting for was the jobs. So we're, you know, we're, right. we're, we're taping the show on Friday morning. The jobs report came out a bit earlier this morning. And boy, the, the consensus was looking from what, about 260 to 280, came in at 372. That's thousand, great. You know, and that was a big. That's yeah, a huge jump. That's where Biden's going to take victory laps. But he, he didn't do anything to, for that. I mean, um, you know, and so. You know, I mean, that's great news overall. I mean, that's more positive, but you're right. still and, people yeah. having to pay for higher things. Like but, I'm feeling it every week. Well, you know, but if the unemployment rate stayed the same at 3.6%, right. wage growth, average hourly earnings stayed the same month over month, okay. 0.3 tenths, um, which is indicating that maybe the corporations don't have to keep raising their wages. See, it's a fine, it's a fine line right. between what is, how strong or how long this labor market's going to hold in there. And, and you know, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's the, the kind of thing. But- Based on that strong jobs report, I think it leaves the green light for the Federal Reserve to, cont- you know, to raise another 75 basis points next month. Uh, this nothing indicates here that, um, you know, that things are slowing down in the economy so much that they have to reverse course. Uh, they, they're still their primary concern is what you were just mentioning is clamp down on inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they're, you know, going to c- continue to do. And, you know, but again, it, it, you could look at the gas prices, but gas prices came oh, down. Yeah, bit. from a um, week ago. Yeah, they're down about 20%, um, you know, over, over the month. And and I'm talking about oil. I'm talking about, right. the, I'm, I'm talking about the oil prices, right. the barrel of oil. Um, it's, it, it dipped, it was, it, yeah, it was around 120 a month ago and it dipped below a hundred, right? A mm-hmm. barrel. So that's, you know, and, and we won't see at that, see it at the pump immediately, right. but, but the pump's down too, right? Oh yeah. Um, so that's again why, you know, we get CPI data next week and another important fed, you know, even though the fed likes the PCE more, they still obviously look at CPI and that's that, that debate you know, of whether or not you look at headline CPI or core CPI, the difference is that food and energy. Well, see, this is the, this is the point. If, if, if oil is down 20% month over month, does that mean, are you confident now that all your other expenses are going to go down 20%? Mm, no. no. So, so you, that's why the Fed doesn't throw, you know, doesn't look right. at oil. It, it, it's too volatile. To make good modeling on. Right, because um, my grocery still bills higher. But yeah. My energy bill, my utility bills higher. But so that's the point is that though, you know, what Americans though feel the pain, meaning that, you know, you can't, you know, fill up your tank with core inflation. So, you know, so we've been trying to get our clients to get their arms around and say, well, are you concerned 
Are you concerned enough that you feel you have to tighten your belt financially or that you can't retire next year or that you can't buy that new house or that new car or you can't, you know, you have to cancel that riverboat cruise? Well, don't make a knee jerk reaction. You know, we let's run a model. Let's, you know, let's run a model using more conservative or a worst case scenario if you want to use higher inflation for the next few years let's tell the robot to do that if you want to model in a a recession meaning a, a further stock market decline on top of what you've seen perhaps so far in your portfolio year to date well then let's do that and because in a weird way however bad the economy gets right now doesn't necessarily mean that you're running out of money next year it it just really has the effect is how much does it shorten your lifespan of your model? In other words, if before the downturn, you were, let's say you were using a historical 3% inflation on expenses and 5% rate of return on investments, you know, that historical t- mm-hmm. type of analysis. Well, and let's say your plan was running fine to age 95 under that scenario. Well, now you go back in and you restrike your expenses. Once you think inflation has has peaked out, we may see some of that. We'll see with CPI now that the, the forecast for CPI next week is not good. Headline is still eight to nine percent, which Ouch. is crazy, right? So I don't know. We'll see, but at some point, you know, will the Fed tools work? It will eventually. Don't fight the Fed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can eventually slam the brakes on inflation. It's going to be painful, but they can do it. So once inflation has peaked out, then you may want to restrike your expenses because that's your new base. And then you say, okay, because the other point is it, inflation can stop. You know, The rate of inflation can, can go down quickly, as quickly as it went up. But that doesn't mean that the prices fall back to where they were pre, you know, recently. No, usually not. And, or maybe years before. Now, oil and food, you know, some may be food, you know, we'll see how long it is before the the dozen eggs is back to a dollar, right? Mm hmm. Um, but in either case, you, you strike, you, you know, you strike your new expenses. That becomes your new base for your new model plan of the worst case scenario. And then you just in, make an assumption of how much more inflation. So that's the idea. So now you want to rerun that plan and say, okay, my, before that, this worst case scenario, my money was last in the age 95. Am I still going to be okay? Maybe it's only going to 93, but you're saying, ah. I can live with that two year short. Or for some people, it won't make a difference. Right. And here you're really worried about something that you don't need to be. And when other people who aren't worried and you're saying, ah, it'll be fine, I'll adjust, need to be worried and need to be making those adjustments. And that's what we do at the estate planning team. We're an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm that does financial modeling, objective unbiased analysis. So when you're faced with a financial choice, you understand clearly what steps you should take, whether you're working or already in retirement, and how to use the opportunities and avoid potential traps and make you aware of issues um, that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And we can help. And you can you can, you can the estate planning team for a free consultation. We're doing those still by phone or in person, whatever you prefer. You can also sign up early for our September IRA tax qualified asset and Roth planning classes. Details are on the website. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly here this morning. Right. And we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And we've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those decades, Carrie, we've certainly helped a lot of clients navigate the what I'm calling the RMD Irma trap. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what is this all about? So, th- this is the, the the case study I'm going over. This is when, if if you're you don't know or you're concerned or or you found out the hard way <laughs> that. Once you go on Medicare, how much you pay for your Medicare B premium and Medicare D premium, if you go with that, is based on your income. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's at, and 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 we have to define what income. 
So it's actually based on your modified adjusted gross income, which is your adjusted gross income, and then you have to add back to that any tax-exempt interest that you report it. Now, what what traps or what what surprises a lot of people is that there is a two-year gap between when when Medicare, which tax return they're going to use for what they're going to charge you in the current year for your Medicare premium. Right. And why is that? Well, it's simply because of the math, the, 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 the logistics of it, basically. In other words, in January, you have to, they have to know what they're going to start charging you. And by, you know, so in January of this year, like in January of 2022, they don't take your word for it, right? Mm-hmm. You, they, they, the IRS provides them your tax return. Well, in January of 2022, which tax return is the IRS available to give them at that point? Your 2020. Right. Because in January of 2022, your 2021 tax return isn't filed yet. Obviously, your 2022 tax return isn't filed yet. So just by default, they have to go with the return it's that the is latest filed, one, right. which is the two-year gap, right? And, we'll, and we talked a lot about that and showing how you appeal that and all that good stuff. But... So, so it, it's the idea, but what, 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 what we've realized is new clients coming in who have may have already been caught in this trap or that they're not even aware this trap is coming is that one of the things that increases your adjusted gross income in the future is required minimum distributions when they start at age 72, right? And so if you've never run that analysis, and, and I don't know, this is where I'm saying, I doubt if your Monte Carlo analysis is telling you about this. You know, it's the idea that's saying, what are your future, are your future required minimum distributions going to cause you to go through those Medicare IRMA thresholds, right? Um, so that's what the, ish, the topic is. Um, now, so should I, should I go over the number? Uh, do I have time to go over? The, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you should. All right. So just to give you an idea, I don't. I mean, on the radar, I don't get too bogged down in the weeds, but so there are basically five thresholds for the, you know the Medicare. Now, this is the funny thing. <laughs> A lot of people say, "Well, Mark, why doesn't my CPA or my TurboTax robot warn me about this?" Because it's a healthcare issue. Yeah, it's, see, a, it's, it's, it's a Medicare which falls under the scheme of healthcare, not tax. Right. See, they don't really consider this a tax, although our clients say it sure feels like one. It's it's definitely an increase. It's going to cost you more. Um, and, and, and and those thresholds you're going to go over are hard f- thresholds because if you're a dollar over, too bad you pay the higher amount. Right. Um, now, okay. So and and there's three filing categories that that you may fall into one is individual Mm -hmm. second is married filing jointly and the third is married filing separately right and each one of those has the, the you know you have to be aware of the thresholds depending on which one fits you so let's do married jointly that's the most common one right so the first threshold is 182,000 under the current law Mm -hmm. okay the second threshold goes up to 228,000. The third cr- threshold goes up to 340,000, and the fourth threshold goes up to 750,000, and then the fifth threshold is if you're over 750,000. Right, which okay. not many people are. Not a whole lot of listeners are in that category. Now, the monthly cost similarly along those same guidelines. So right now under the without any Irma adjustment your Medicare B premium is $170.10. Then it goes up to $238, then $340, then $442, then $544, then $578 per month each. So that's okay. a big increase, even if you go through the first or third tier. All right. Um, and then I won't, you know. And that's per person. That, right. That's each, right. Um, and then you also, you have, if you're, if you choose to go on Medicare D, the government's prescription drug plan, that also increases. So, you know, where you're, you're, what you normally pay for Medicare D, when you start, you know, you may have to pay an additional $12 a month or $32 or $52 or $71 or up to $78 more a month each. Okay. On top of what you're currently paying for Medicare D. So. 
that's what you know. So so a lot of people don't, aren't aware that there are those thresholds are even out there, um, or they don't know if the required minimums are going to shoot them through that or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's you now. Now we've been helping clients work this out for decades, right? Um, now, just a couple other things too. Is well, l- let me get into let me get into the spreadsheets because spreadsheets work so well on the radio carry, right? But if you come in for a free consultation or you become a client, these are things that we help our clients with, right? It's it's getting that. It, it's a it's another good example of getting a long term projection that helps you make a decision today. Because a lot of people don't know the long-term impact of that. And as much as we do spreadsheets and detailed analysis, it's our backup on basis of the recommendation. So we can explain it to you. So even if you're not a spreadsheet person. Right. Now, so in this particular case I was working on, the husband had about $1.4 million in his IRAs and the wife had about 300000 This is a high net worth client. Mm-hmm. So they had about $1.7 million in their IRAs. Okay. Now, they're both currently age 65. All okay. Right? So they're still, you know, years away from 72 when the required minimums begin. But they heard us talking about this in years past, and they're saying, yeah, I'm worried about that. All right. So so we have to start building a model. And in this case, Kara, we're just looking at a very simple model saying, all I'm trying to figure out right now is if my RMDs are going to cause me IRMA problems, mm-hmm. right? Because it, 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 it's not an issue that they're worried about running out of money. So they don't need the distributions from these IRA company plans for, to cover their expenses right now. Right. And why partly is because they have other assets. And John, we'll call them John and Mary, right? John has a pension of about 45000 That takes up some room on that AGI, mm-hmm. right? Um, Mary has um, a Social Security. Well, no, let me say. Well, no, let me do John's Social Security. I gave you John's pension, right? About mm-hmm. forty-five thousand. John's Social Security is forty-eight thousand. Okay. okay, it hasn't started yet, so that's what he's planning on. You know, starting that at his full retirement age, which is sixty-six and a half. Okay, okay, they're at sixty-six and a half. And then once he starts his. Then she could get the spousal, the half spousal, which would be another twenty four thousand. Okay, because she will be at full retirement ages by the time he starts his. So right now, there, the, you know, in other words, right now nothing's happening. In other words, all they have right now is the pension, no RMDs, and obviously no Medicare yet, um, or at least no Medicare Irma adjustment, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't have the, the real income hasn't started yet. But we also got to look at other types of income that goes into that Irma or that AGI calculation, right? So we got to talk about interest, including tax-exempt interest. That's the M of right. the MAGI, you know, modified adjusted gross income. And, of course, dividends mm-hmm. and capital gains. Which is a big one for okay. some people. Now, um, so in, in their case, they're, you know, working with their investment advisors, so this is where we coordinate with their investment advisors and looking at their prior tax returns, we're going to estimate about $15,000 in investment income a year. Okay. All right. So right now, they've got $15,000 of investment income and a $45,000 pension. They're not anywhere near the first IRMA adjustment of $182,000. they are at about sixty. Okay. All right. But then next year, his, so, you know, when, when Social Security... Now his is going to kick in. Hers is going to be a little bit delayed until she, you know. And so, but when when they get the Social Security going, the full Social Security, that's going to be about another seventy two thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we don't, but remember when you're doing this at home, don't forget that only eighty five percent of your Social Security is taxable. So you have to tell the robot that not if your robot doesn't know that or isn't isn't programmed to know that you better make sure it knows that. Mm-hmm. So and I'm saying you know so if you're saying that your total gross social security is seventy two thousand, that's not what you add to your MAGI tar, you know threshold. Right. You take eighty five percent of that or sixty one thousand two hundred. A lot of people forget to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you don't tell the robot to make that adjustment, guess what? Doesn't it might, know. It doesn't know. Right. Um, now, 
So, all right. So when you add up the and now and and John's pension does not go up with a cost of living increases. It's just a flat amount. But Social Security, guess what? Does mm-hmm. okay. As a matter of fact, so we modeled in that it, you know it right now they're talking about an eight percent cost of living adjustment in twenty twenty three for Social Security. It was five point nine percent this year. All right. Now we don't expect it to be eight percent every year ongoing, right. right? So, so we modeled the eight percent for next year, and then scaled it back to about two percent ongoing cost. Okay, all right. Um, now, so 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 with all that, we're starting when the, when when the social securities are all kicked in and stuff. They're looking at about one hundred twenty-one thousand to one hundred twenty-two thousand of modified adjusted gross income. Okay. Okay. Now again. Required minimums haven't kicked in yet, right? Okay, so and they the, have one point seven million between the two of them. Right. They're the same age in these assets that they're going to have to draw on, right? Um, okay, so they're well under the hundred and eighty. Now, by the way, the Irma adjustments also go up with inflation. That was one of the changes right. that was made a few years ago. Um, for a while, they were frozen. That law expired, and now under the new law, they go up. So we don't have the new increases for 2023. Um, they won't be announced till somewhere around Thanksgiving. But you know, just for an example, this year's you know that threshold of 182. The previous year that was 176,000. That was a 3.4 percent increase in that threshold. So let's tell the robot. We always say make conservative, realistic assumptions. So let's also tell the robot that your Irma isn't always going to be frozen at 182, the first threshold. It's going to be going up. Right. Okay. So let's use a three percent factor on that. All right. So the 182 is going to go to 187. It's going to go to 193. Then it's going to go to 198. You get the picture, right? So that's the other thing. You know, you say, yeah, you got to be realistic about this. You know, and so what this client now. So now. We're going to now we start projecting. So all that's built into the model. Now we start projecting what the future required minimum is going to be. Because it's not based on the 1.7. That's today. Assuming are you assuming a growth factor or a loss? Well, we better assume something. Right. right? Because it's not chances are it's not going to be flat. So if so, I started. So let's start with 5%. Okay. So let's assume a 5% rate of return. And let's not assume that there's any growth remaining in this year. Right. Okay. Um, All right. Now, again, you could get more negative than this, but in this scenario, what they're concerned... See, this is like the opposite of what they're concerned about. In this analysis, they want to know the worst case scenario is if they do get... God forbid they do get good growth, how much of the problem is going to be for Irma? Correct. So obviously, if you say there's going to be a major economic downturn, that lessens the threat. Correct. So that doesn't apply in their case, right? So, so in this analysis, which we're you know is very defined, we're just saying okay, whatever. So five percent. So based on that, by the time they get down to their you know seventy two, their required minimum is going to be around eighty combined is going to be around eighty three thousand. Okay. Hmm. Um. So now we add that in. Okay, so now we add the 83,000 RMD in with the other income that we talked about. So now their projected MAGI is 210,000. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to say, oops, well, they're well over the 182. Wait a second. It won't be 182. Because it's going to go up every year. So based on assuming a 3% Irma Coley, it will be about 223,000. Okay. So are they concerned? They're, they're under it. Are we also keeping the, I'm going to ask, the 15000 Yeah. For right flat? now, we're keeping the $15,000 flat. Now, that's that's. But t- they're getting kind of where maybe they should think about. Right. And but that's this case. In other cases, that 15000 may be 50000 See, right. that's why you don't ask your neighbor. You or don't use your neighbor's pay. Irma test, right? Right. You, you got to do it yourself. Um. Now, and that's a difference between whether you have a taxable brokerage account, whether you're using mutual funds that tend to kick out big capital gains versus, for example, ETFs that don't. Right. So you can somewhat control that, right? If I have time, I can talk about the Vanguard. I don't have time to talk about the Vanguard case. Do you hear about, well, real quickly, you hear about Vanguard's getting sued because they, they gave out so many 
capital gain distributions last year and they lost their Massachusetts case. I'd like to, yeah. I, you have I, to I save that for next week because yeah. I'd like to hear about that. Um, anyways. Or I'll have to read up on it. Um, all right. So now, so let's carry this. Now, again, I'm not going to do all the, the, the years, but basically under this analysis, we don't stop it at 72 when it begins. We're running this to their age one. Uh, well, we're running it to their age 94. Okay. That was their, that was their time frame. So under this scenario, their future Maggi never gets above the Medicare, the first Medicare threshold. Okay. All right. But what happens if they get six percent rate of return? I'm guessing they go are pretty close. No, they don't. Even mm-hmm. at a six percent rate of return, they don't go over that first Medicare threshold. Okay. Okay. But they came back and said, you know what? They said their investment advisor was like very bullish. You know, he was saying 7%. Okay. Kind of the idea, you know, know, he was kind of under the, uh, apparently what they said, you know, he's kind of quoting the old Wall Street, you know, uh, you know, pessimists look smart, but Mm. optimists make money. Okay. Ever heard that one before, Karen? No. Yeah. All right. Um, So he's bullish. So he said use 7%. Okay. So we did. We told her, okay, what about 7%? Now for sure we're going to go through that first threshold, right? And yes, they do. As a matter of fact, by age 76, now their MAGI is projected to be 252,000, and the IRMA threshold is projected to be 251,000. Mm. Okay. Um, but so now you say, well, are they going to go through the second threshold? Maybe down the road. Okay. So remember, the second threshold currently is 228. So now we want to know, well, is their required minimum going to shoot you through their second threshold? And at 7%, guess what? It doesn't. Okay. So even at age 94, their projected MAGI is 465000 but the projected second IRMA threshold is 537000 Now, I don't know if you're going to throw this in here, but also keep in mind, if something happens to one of them and they fall all of a sudden into the single bracket... Won't that change? It changes dramatically. That changes everything. And the problem with that, Carrie, did you finish your thought? No, I was saying is there things they, they, they may be worried about that, but when you're telling me that they only have pension right now, they should be doing things and looking at Roth conversions, other things now, because you never know. Right. And, you know, that's beyond the life expectancy of a joint survivor. I'm saying 90. So... If something happens to one of them, your thresholds completely change as a single person. And that's why this IRMA hurts tremendously for married couples because your IRAs don't get cut in half. No. When the first a, person dies. Right. You get the whole thing. You still end up with the same amount of IRAs. And the same amount of RMD, but those IRMA thresholds are, look very different a for a single person. different. All right. Um, same thing if you're filing married separate. To save on Ohio. Those thresholds are, you know, you get to that. I don't have any time to do that. Well, Gary, I was going to say, with it, a separate, well, you get to skip to the highest or second yeah, highest, don't it, you? Married separately, there aren't five thresholds. There's three. You, 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 the, the the middle three are, are, are gone. So you basically do one, the second highest, Is and get, the highest. Right. So over 90, you know, so you take the 182, you split it in half, 91,000, married filing separately. And if you go over that 91,000, your Medicare goes up to 544 a month. Mm. All right. Now. A little right. bit farther from the 170. But let's go one step further back to the analysis and let's go up to 8% rate of return god forbid anyone ever thinks we'll get eight percent again right well you know it was last year people were getting double digits um and not that you know the the 40-year market history always said the that's you know the the 100 stock portfolio has done 10 but no one believes that anymore okay so but let's just say what if what if, what, okay. what if we got eight percent keeping all the other assumptions the same all right so now so now they're going to go so right when their rmds begin they're above the first threshold you know, because their Maggi's coming in at two twenty five, and that first level Irma is at two twenty four. So they're just over that. But now the question is, are they going to go through the second threshold? All right, and indeed they do before joint life expectancy. Mm. So at age eighty nine, now their projected Maggi is four hundred and sixty five thousand, and the projected second tier Irma is at four hundred and sixty three thousand. So now they've gone through the second threshold, all right? 
Um, and I have a feeling because of healthcare cost, our premiums for those Medicare B are going to go up higher than necessarily your than yeah. than standard inflation. So let's say they're in that camp, and they're saying, "Okay, I'm if I don't do anything, chances are my future required minimum distribution." is going to shoot me through the first threshold and perhaps the second threshold. Mm-hmm. So what's the action plan now? Well, the action plan now would be say, well, instead of waiting for RMDs to begin, I'm going to do an accelerated distribution plan up to the first threshold. Right. Okay. And then since I'm not in required minimum yet, I can do whatever I want with that distribution. I could just take it out and build my non-qualified, spend it, you, you know. Emergency but, fund? But in this case, clients already said, we don't need to spend it. We have other right. sources. Or Roth conversion. Which is a huge opportunity. In that case, if you're saying right now they're only getting pensions, they have a lot of room on their tax. You're saying it was 45000 Even if you add the fifteen, they have as a joint couple a lot of wiggle room to do a distribution. Then in essence, if they pull money out of it, they're lowering the balance of their IRA. Lowering the future required minimum. Mm-hmm. And now that money is building tax-free in the Roth IRA, which they could use in later years, take distributions that don't affect their magic at all. Correct. It's huge opportunity that too many people miss out on. All right. Um, so what? So they right now. So for the you know six years before required minimums, we said they could do you know eighty two thousand in year one, sixty seven thousand in year two, seventy one thousand in year three, seventy six thousand in year four, eighty one thousand in year five, eighty seven thousand in year six. Doing all that, they're still under the 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 projected Irma threshold, the first threshold. And you added that up, that's a nice little uh, kitty sitting in, in a mm-hmm. Roth IRA right now that's growing tax-free forever, right? Now, does that work? Okay. Um, yeah, it does. It keeps them under the, you know, it, that keeps them under, at 7% rate of return, that keeps them under the first threshold forever. So for them, that concern, it's not only saying, is this a real problem or not? And then what can you do about it if it is a potential problem? Right. Now at 8%, okay, at an 8% rate of return, that level isn't going to sh- keep them from going. You'll still go through the first threshold. But not the second. But not the second. All right. Those are opportunities that we help people with. Take advantage of a free consultation or sign up early for our September classes. Call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Have a great weekend. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.